It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to Amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. What's up, y'all? You're now tuned in to the Talks with Seven podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Fields. Today's episode, I'll be speaking about my dads. <laughs> I say dads speaking of my stepdad as well as my biological dad. My, bi- my biological dad, he wasn't in my life, you know, for a long time. Uh, I think from the age of three years old until I was probably 25, maybe 26 years old, my dad was absent in my life. And I'm speaking about my biological dad. For a long time, especially once I got older to understand that my dad is supposed to be here with me, supposed to be here for me with the things that I go through, with the things that I deal with in life. Where's my real dad? Where's my biological dad? For a long time, I didn't know how to deal with that. I really didn't. Um, there were times I have asked my mom, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little boy at this time now. I'm young. I used to ask my mom, where's my daddy? You know, which my mom, <laughs> back then she didn't have no filter, man. I mean, she didn't have no filter. However she felt about my dad, however she wanted to speak about him, she was going to let it rip. But I say she didn't have no filter because when I would ask her mama, where's my dad? That ain't your dad. Your dad would have been here with you if he was your real dad. You know, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff a lot of black mothers, they love to say stuff like that. But I'm telling you sisters right now, y'all need to break that tradition right there. Get out of that habit. If you're going to be straight up with your child, be straight up with your child. Be truthful with them. Don't even make them, don't even allow their minds to wonder. Just be truthful with them. Stop saying that ain't your daddy. You ain't got no daddy. (laughs) You know, just, just be real with them, you know, but, uh, that's the way my mom used to be, man, you know, with that with that fly mouth, you know, about my dad. And when I became a teenager, I actually used to get mad at my mom when I used to want to have a conversation with mama. What did daddy do? Why is he locked up in jail? Why is he locked up in prison? Because that was the reason my dad was absent, you know. He was in prison. Uh, 
We all done heard that phrase. Uh, you commit the crime, you do the crime, you're going to do the time, you know? Of course. There's a lot of innocent people that's locked away in jail. There's a lot of innocent people locked away in prison. And when I say innocent, I mean just that. A lot of people are in, in jail or prison. They caught up in the system because of something that they didn't do. Or because of something that they couldn't prevent. Meaning that you can be with the wrong crowd at the wrong time. That little bit right there will get you locked away. For being with the wrong crowd at the wrong time. For being in the wrong place at the wrong time. A lot of people are guilty of that, you know, for just being in the wrong place. But uh yeah, my 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 biological dad, he was he was away from me for a long time. Uh <laughs> One thing about it, we can't make up for lost time, you know? We can't make up for lost time. And if you catch me just looking away like I am now, I'm. I made a I made a, a episode a couple of days ago about being in an unfamiliar place, and I was in Camilla, Georgia. Well, I'm in Camilla, Georgia again, and guess who I am? I'm parked at Walmart again. <laughs> but I'm just parked, you know. I'm just killing time. But uh, that's my reason for my eyes just scanning. You know, I'm looking everywhere. But um, yeah, my 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 biological dad was was absent from my life for years, man. And I've me, my grandmother, which is his his mother, we've been to a lot of prisons just to visit my dad. The reason we were going to different prisons is because. My dad would stay at this at one prison for so long and for whatever reason he was being shipped off to another prison. And back then I don't think it was because he was just being a bad person. They were just moving prisoners back and forth to fill different prisons at that time, you know? So as a young boy, I just spent a lot of time on the road. I just spent a lot of time traveling going to and from different prisons. I remember times me and my grandmother and whoever was transporting us, we would always stop at Maryland Fried Chicken in Albany, Georgia. We would stop at Maryland Fried Chicken and get a big box of chicken, man. And uh, we would ride that chicken three hours, four hours to see my dad. And... Uh, <laughs> Those are some crazy memories, man. But if I'm not mistaken, I was I was between the age of 25, maybe 28 years old, you know. And uh, my dad came home. When he came home, I don't think his home, his address was supposed to be in Blakely, Georgia. His ad his own address was supposed to be in Cleveland, Ohio. But something happened to where dad was, he came to Blakely instead of Ohio and he stayed in Blakely for a while and for some odd reason, they came and got him. 
Uh, I can't remember all the facts because that was a long time ago. But when my dad was able to really get out of prison, get all the way out of the system, it was hard to kind of build that father-son relationship with my dad because I didn't know him like that. And he would always try to come and want me to hang with him and stuff like that and be amongst other people, you know, so he can say, this is my son, you know, and I got a lot of love for my dad. I can truly say now I love my dad. I love my biological dad and I've been over backwards for him any day. Uh, the lost time that we've, we've had together, we can't rekindle that. That's gone. And until I had to get right here, I had to get right in my head that I can't be mad with him. Whatever happened, it happened. And I can't keep my foot on his neck forever. My mom said, this is my dad. So I'm going to be his son. That's the way I started looking at that thing. So me and my dad, we, we started building a relationship. And uh, it was a good relationship. And even now, our relationship is still good. I, let me rephrase that. Now, our relationship is solid. We may not do a lot of father-son things together. But if he need me, I'm there. And it ain't no doubt in my mind because he proved it. If I need him, he's going to be there. I remember when, uh, when my mom passed away. My daddy, he didn't know exactly how bad the situation was with my mom the day she passed. Because if he knew that, if he knew exactly how, how sick mom was, he would have been there to take care of his son. He would have been there to make sure his son was okay. And my daddy's heart is so big. Once he came to Phoebe putting the hospital, he'd have came to me and he'd have said, son, are you Okay. He'd embrace me. We would hug, you know. And once dad seen that I was okay, he wasn't really worried about me then. His heart is so big. Whoever he seen that needed a shoulder to lean on, he was going to give that shoulder. He was going to give his shoulder to them. He was going to embrace them the way he did his son. That's the kind of heart my dad got. To this, to this day, I love my dad, you know. Um... Uh, when my mom passed, he was there. He was there. I still remember the day of my mom's funeral. Um, he was at the funeral. When I walked outside, it was two people standing there waiting to embrace me. The first person that embraced me was my partner, my friend, Anthony Lingo. I mean, as soon as I walked through the door, Ant was there with his arms wide open. And... Uh, it's just crazy how people that you've been knowing all your life, guys you've been knowing all your life, that always called you friend, but they're never there to show you what a, what a real friend supposed to do. Aunt Lingo, he was there. And I appreciate him for that. I love him for that. But as soon as he released me, my dad was there waiting on me. I fell in the arms of my dad. Oh, man. 
<laughs> all that lost time that me and my dad could have shared years ago when I was just an adolescent. I was three, four, five years old growing up, waiting on him to come home. I wish we can make up for that time, but we can't. We can only move from today, you know, and just make the best of whatever we got. And that's what I intend to do. Now, on the other hand, my stepdad. <laughs> That's a great man. I got to give him his props. I got to show respect to my stepdad. And what I'm telling this live today, I could tell my stepdad the same thing, you know. It's not hard to do, especially when the truth is about to come forward. My stepdad came into my life, man. I was about eight, nine years old, maybe. Maybe a little younger. I can't, can't really remember. It's been so long ago. This was back in 1979, maybe, I'm thinking. I wish y'all could have seen me at, at my dad and my mom's wedding. Boy, I had on a brown corduroy suit. I mean, a, it was a three-piece suit. The vest, had the coat, the vest, the pants to go to it. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a caramel brown corduroy suit. And man, it, had, it was trimmed in white. Man, I look, speaking of prison, I looked like a prisoner, man. I'm serious. But uh, my stepdad been there to actually take the place of my real dad. He actually stood in the gap for my real dad and taught me life. He taught me right from wrong. He taught me how to grow up as a teenager to become a a young man and transition into a full grown man. You know, he's uh my stepdad is a great, he's a great role model. He still is. Even after him and my mom separated, my stepdad always been my stepdad, you know, even after that, even today, he still, he still play a major part in me and my siblings life, you know, um, that's just so much I can say about my dad my stepdad you know it's so much I can say about him and I'm, I'm going to hold back a little bit I'm going to fall back and close this live off a little bit because there's nothing wrong with crying there's nothing wrong with showing emotions you know does that make me a weak man no because we all cry sometimes you know we all get a little overexcited about things that have happened in the past you know I got a lot of respect for my biological dad as well as my stepdad I call both of them daddy when I see them <laughs> you know uh, and I always will I just wanted, wanted to share this live with other black men, other teenagers who have a stepfather at home or who got a stepdad at home. I'm telling y'all, respect that man. Show respect to your stepdad. And I bring that up because this day and time, 
stepdaddies, they catch hell. They catch pure hell dealing with these damn stepchildren. Stepchildren are so quick to say, you ain't my daddy. You don't tell me what to do. I'm going to tell my daddy. And they don't even realize your stepdad is actually stepping in the gap for your real daddy. Now, I understand a lot of stepkids, they may have negative things to say about stepdaddy because of the things stepdaddy do. Stepdaddies, y'all need to step up to the plate. If you want respect from these stepchildren, you got to give respect. Stop letting these children see y'all do all this crazy off-the-wall stuff. You know what I'm saying? Be a stepdaddy. Be a real stepdaddy. Be a teacher to these, to these stepchildren. It ain't just about mama now. It's about mama and her children. Regardless of how many kids she got, play your damn part as a stepdaddy. You know what I'm saying? And you'll get respect. Now, I'm going to end this live like that. Again, you're tuned in to Talks with Seven Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Fields. Thank you for tuning in. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to Amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's.